Welcome to episode 17 of the Comfort in the Workplace podcast. On this episode, I want to talk to you about visualization and how I feel that visualization has been a powerful tool that I've used over and over and over again in both my personal and professional lives. So I'll cover, I want to talk through how visualization helped me with a hobby of mine. I'll talk to you about how I used it to help on a large project that I was the lead on. And then lastly, I'd like to share with you how I think the WWH tool can help. So I absolutely love visualization. To me, it's, it's helped me in so many different ways. I've used visualization, visualization from when I was younger in high school when I was playing soccer, when I was running track through high school and college. You know, I'd visualize my games. I'd visualize me going around the track and when I was going to make um, certain, certain moves. Um, and that visualization, playing that over and over again, helped me with those, with, those, with those sports. I mean, I've used them for speeches. I've used visualization for the eulogy that I've given at both my grandmother's funerals. And I was able to play over those speeches in my head. I was able to play over the, the, the eulogy, and I knew exactly how I wanted to deliver the message. doesn't mean it was easy, um, but it, cer- it certainly did help. Um, professionally, I've, I use visualization often when I go into important meetings or I'm going to have an important, an important conversation. Um, I, I think it, it helps tremendously to play out what that conversation could look like, what are the questions that could come up, and it helps you prepare. Um, with presentations similar to um, with, with, with speeches. You know, I, I visualize going through the, the material. You know, I visualize the, um, the, the points or the cues that I want to um, stress um, a, certain, a certain piece of information. So hobby. My, one of my favorite hobbies is, is cooking. Um, I, I absolutely love cooking. I love being able to put together a nice meal, and I mean a full meal. I'm going from you know sides, apps, the the mains, and how everything fits together. I love I love painting that picture. I love pulling, putting it all together. So for me, I take um, I take a Frankenstein approach to to my cooking and how I design a, a meal. You know, I'll get a theme and I'll have an idea of what I want to cook. And then I look up many, many recipes. So I do a lot of research. I absolutely love looking up um, the original, the traditional way of cooking a certain, a certain dish or a certain meal. And I'll look at that, that original way to get an idea and to base, um, baseline to get that foundation. And then I'll modify on, on top of it. So as I look through the different recipes, you know, I'll bring different things together, different methods of cooking, um, different approaches, different ing- ingredients at the end of the day, um, I absolutely love seeing people enjoy the meal, um, the meal that I made. And it's, it's, it's kind of it's funny. When you're in the middle of all this and you're cooking a meal and you're putting all this preparation in and you're right in the middle of all of those flavors and those spices, um, it doesn't taste as good to you. It almost seems like, at least for me, my, my taste becomes numb from being around it all day. Um, but here's the thing that, that, that matters um, the most. It, it matters how it all comes together. And when, you, when you're putting together a full meal, and you have people coming over, um, how it all comes together, it makes all the difference. And this is where visualization comes in for me. So after I do all that research and I get everything laid out, I go over the recipes, I go over the different steps, and I kind of know um, generally where, where, where the order of things need to, need to go. And then I play them out. I play them out in my head over and over again the days leading up to the, to the event. 
I, I see myself executing. I see myself executing the meals. Um, I see myself doing the prep. And then I also see where I could get tripped up. And I'm a- But through the visualization, I'm able to get out ahead on some items. And so I'll make adjustments. And I always write them down. I make the adjustments. I make sure that you could see where the adjustments were. And, and by doing this, you know, I'm able to prepare. I'm able to relax and then execute and execute well. And now don't get me wrong. And there's still a lot of work the day of. I mean, putting together a nice meal takes a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of stress in, in, involved, and you want to get all that timing right. But I'm prepared. So I know what I can get done ahead of time. I know the order of things. And so even when there is a hiccup and even when you know, something, something goes wrong or um, somebody's coming a little bit late or, or, or people get there earlier than, than, than you're ready, you're able, to, you're, able to get, you're able to get through it. And so visualization has helped me tremendously when I want to cook a, a very nice meal. And so I know these examples that I gave are you know, probably a little bit more um, short-term, one-time events. And you might be asking, okay, well, h- how does this work for the long term as well. And, and I've used this in the long term. I've used it to lay out possible career paths. So I'm at, you know, at, a, at a junction in your career and you know that your career could go in many different ways. Or maybe you're at a stable place in your career, but um, visualization can help you think through what the different options are. Because it's really important as you go through your career that you're, you're flexible. You wanna have an idea of where you wanna go because you wanna be prepared. But with visualization, it helps you be a little bit more flexible because you could visualize those different options that you're going, you're going to take. Um, I've used it for large projects, and I'll get to one um, in, in, in a minute. Uh, but another area on, on the personal side um, is, is the holiday season. I mean, busy, busy time, right? So you're, you're looking at you know, all these things, that, these events that you have to do, and, and, and there's a lot of preparation for, um, for, for the holidays. And so when you think about the holiday season, I use visualization for that as well. I think about all the things that I need to do before year end. Um, I think about all the commitments that you might have. And then you start layering in, okay, where, how am I going to, how am I going to execute this? How am I going to get this done? How am I going to get some shopping in? How am I going to get some cooking in? And so this is a little bit more of a, of a long-term area of where I've been able to use visualization. And so the example I want to share though is, um, it was one, one time a visualization came in tremendously for me, and, and I was a, a lead on, on the delivery of a, of a new processing system. So I wasn't the overall lead, but I was a lead of a, of a certain component of it. And, and for me, I used visualization throughout. And, and this, is, this is beyond normal project planning or normal identifying issues and, and risks and dependencies. This was more personal. This was how can I prepare myself to get out ahead. So I was looking at the things that could either trip up my area or trip up the project. And, you know, I was challenging myself on how can I contribute? How can I make sure that this project is a success? Even though I was only a lead for a specific area, um, I was trying to think um, more broadly outside of my area. So I looked at what could trip up the project. And, you know, through that, I saw two main areas. You know, number one, we hired a technology vendor who was the, um, the, the creator of this, 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 this system um, to come in and, and deliver. So you know, they, they were the experts, certainly. Um, however, what I saw was that the, the vendor was a little bit arrogant, and, and they were thinking that they knew their product, they knew exactly how it needed to be delivered, and they had deadlines, and they wanted to move fast. 
And so they were steamrolling our subject matter experts. And our subject matter experts are the ones that were supposed to be driving requirements and making sure whatever was going to be delivered was going to meet um, the expectations of the broader community. And, and I saw that our subject matter experts weren't engaging. And this wasn't my area, um, but, but I, I was invited to one or two meetings that were outside of my area. And, you know, I saw the concern. I saw the facial expressions. And so I, I, I took it upon myself to, um, to get it to, to attend every single one, even though I wasn't, I wasn't um, invited. I was not invited. And in fact, as I was atten attending, I was asking questions and I saw their faces and I would stop the discussion. And um, some of the vendors uh, resources, they tried getting me uninvited and tried specifically telling me that it wasn't my role, um, that no other leaders like me were, were, were attending, um, but they were overruled. Um, because I was looking out for those subject matter experts, and and I, I'd say, um, and I, I'd say that there were many requirements um, that you know maybe they would have been caught later on, uh, but there's there's a there's a really good chance that if we didn't catch them up front, that this finished product, this system would have went into the hands of the larger community, and there would be some significant requirements that were that weren't met. Um, and so, so this was an area where I was able to visualize that um, ahead of time and, and, and engage and, and force the issue. The other area was that there was a lack of expertise around the, um, the actual database. It was a bit of a black box, and it was a heavy reliance on the technology vendor to have that expertise. Um, so I, I was a leader in a different area on the project, so I wasn't highly technical. And it certainly wasn't expected of me, but I dove into the, beta, the, the, the database. Now, I asked a ton of questions. I saw that the, 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 ex, the supposed experts didn't have a full handle on the database themselves. And, and so through that, and this is over a number of months where I was getting comfortable with it, asking questions in, in meetings, challenging. It culminated in deployment weekend, and we had a major issue. And this is after working 36 hours with no, with no sleep. And, and this, was, this was the initial deployment. It was, it was make or break. I mean, we would have had a huge credibility issue if we went through all of that and weren't able to deliver. And so here we are, 36 hours in, no sleep, and we're, we're ready to, um, to call it quits. So the, the, the overall lead of the project was ready to call it quits. And so I asked, um, raised my hand and said, hey, you know, let, me, let me get a crack at this. Let me try to, try to, try to fix the issue. And there was um, a lot of uh, hesitation and certainly the technology vendor wasn't comfortable with it, um, but I said, you know, let's 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 try for an hour, and let's get your technology expert, the person who helped design the database. Um, the two of us will will try to dive into it, give us an hour, and if we're able to get it done, um, that we'll work independently and we'll check each other's work. Um, let's 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 give it a shot. And so I actually f was able to fix it in 20 minutes, and and a technology vendor was just stunned, and they were they they then overlooked my work, and it turned out that it was it was good. And we were, we were able to go live as a result. And, and so, no, I'm not Nostradamus, um, but with visualization, you know, I saw a little bit of an issue around the database. I saw that there was a lack of expertise. I saw that it was really complicated and I took it upon myself to get, to get engaged in it. And it paid off. It paid off that deployment weekend. So here's a tool that we have comfort in the workplace that I think can, 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 help, can help you um, with your team. And it's the WWH. And WWH stands for who, what, and how. And so what I like to do with this tool is before a big initiative, and it doesn't have to be a large project like I, like I, like I explained. It could be um, some culture change that you're trying to put in place. You could be tweaking a process. Maybe there's a reorg. Um, something that's a little bit, little bit bigger that, that uh, could, could have some, some, 
significant points of failure. What, what, what I want you to do is to practice, um, to have, facilitate a session and have immersion with your team. I want you to talk through the objective. You know, paint the picture of what success looks like. Get people excited about what that vision is. But now I want you to burst their bubble. I want you to paint a picture of failure. I want you to bring them through all that hard work over those months, all of that planning, all of that execution, all of that work going right down the drain. And so now, while they're immersed in failure, I want you to work with the team to document who contributed to the failure. And again, this is not um, a finger-pointing um, exercise. This is, this is trying to be constructive here, right? So we want to understand who could have contributed to that failure. And what did they do or what didn't they do? And then how can you take action now to avoid that failure later? And in walking through this and taking this exercise, and that's the key, right? So you're, you're, you're trying to feel the failure through this immersion, through this visualization, so that you could avoid failure later. Um, so sh I stress this is not finger pointing of you know, past grievances or past issues that might have come up. This is trying to get out ahead and to, to do that visualization. So visualization is a powerful way to see success and to build confidence in your ability to deliver. And it's also a tremendous way to imagine failure now to avoid failure later. And both will help you be prepared and ready to take on whatever it is that you want to take on. So visualization has played a tremendous role in, in a, lot of my, a lot of my success. It's not bulletproof. It doesn't make the job easy. But, but man, it helps. It helps with that confidence. It helps to make sure that you're prepared. It helps to make sure that you're, you're thinking through issues that could come up. And it also helps to get people engaged and to buy into that vision that you have. And that's a byproduct of it, right? So now they feel like they're, they're, they're part of it. They're part of the solution. Um, so I, I highly, highly recommend that you try practicing visualization with your team. Maybe the WWH tool will help. Go check out the YouTube video. There's a lot more detail, detail on it there. Um, but maybe that's not the tool for you. It doesn't matter. I think to me, you know, the idea of using visualization is the, is the key. So please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence.